0: Hello and welcome to the Points of Brew podcast. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Points of Brew podcast with me, Stephen Carter. And this week we have a man who puts my beard to shame quite comfortably. It's Craig, a.k.a. Yorkshire Westworld. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? You all right?
1: Yeah, good. Thank you very much for the introduction. No, no,
0: it's all right, mate. It's all right. It's... um, it's quite a beard that you've got going on, I must admit. So it's, um Anna said to me, Anna said to me the other day, she said, because uh, I was tempted to to shave it off um, whilst we're in lockdown just to, because I don't need to have a beard for any sort of particular reason at the minute. Because I know a lot of people are shaving their heads, which for people who, who don't know, I've got long hair. So it took me like two and a half years to grow my hair. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. But um she said, why don't you leave it and see how it grows? I was like, it's literally not getting any longer than what it is. It'll just stay there forever, so. But uh, but yeah it's yeah it's um it's not even filled out it's just it gets a bit straggly and I look a bit homeless especially with my long hair as well it just it looks unkempt. So. Well, I've got but... the
1: upside down head look, so you know, <laughs> I haven't been I blessed with with good uh, follicles on the top of my head at least. <laughs> but yeah. then my beard's getting gonna... a little bit like um, black and white, really, a bit badgery.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, but even if you think about which we'll kind of come onto in a in a short while, I imagine. But in terms of when we used to work together, you didn't you didn't necessarily have the full full beard as what you have now, did you? It was more sort of just a a sort of a stubble going on, wasn't it, at one point?
1: For yeah, years and years just yeah, just stubbly from a, a, a bit of laziness more than anything really.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of what it's born out of, especially now when like you say, when there's many people working from home, there's no real <laughs> reason to to look presentable is there really. So oh,
1: um dear
0: yeah so uh, so thanks for joining craig it's it's nice to to kind of speak to you because we haven't we haven't really met up or, or spoken properly shall we say since uh, since lockdown because we tend to cross paths or meet up quite frequently don't we really so um so in terms of ourselves really um it's quite quite odd how in terms of how we got drinking into it because really. if you think about obviously i just touched on there we we worked together for about what 18 months just short of two years something like that yeah, um, yeah way, and never and never when, really yeah. yeah way back when now it's you know we never really from what i can remember touched on beer or drinking or meeting up and having a drink at any point in time and it's only probably middle of last year something like that that we we got talking again mm. and that kind of found a shared interest of craft beer didn't we yeah
1: it's nice. this is it it's um it's a small world but crazy how things can happen but i think it's um yeah it's one of them things that rekindles friendships and things like that really it's having that social side of it but yeah crazy times
0: mm. yeah and obviously since then we've kind of we've we've met up a few times you know in sort of ponds practice kind of where i live and not far from where you are mm. but then obviously we've been to the the festivals with um we craft beers and things as well but we, one of the things that we had on the agenda was that sort of you and Becky and me and Anna was go out and have a sort of a a pub crawl really around Leeds wasn't it really because Becky's you know, your wife's also into craft beer and Anna and I'm kind of slowly getting her into more more <laughs> beers so it was something that we had we had planned at some point but obviously since then it's, um, it's kind of gone downhill slightly hasn't it now yeah. with, uh, with the lockdown so it's put the, <laughs> it's the, it's the, put the mockers on that
1: yeah, the best yeah. laid plans are nice and men, but you've, this is it, it's making the most of what you've got.
0: Well, this is it, and obviously we sort of, as, as both our respective partners are doing this evening, you know, you're, you know Becky's doing a quiz tonight, and, and Anna's doing a quiz tonight, and, you know, over Zoom and that sort of thing, it's kind of become the the norm for now, hasn't it, really, in terms of drinking, you know, over Zoom or having a virtual meeting. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not something I've done yet, but, you know. It's something that's definitely, if there's some people about for sure, to to get them round and, and share a drink or two. I mean, it's ideal for me, really, because I don't have to leave the house to, to kind of see people. So, you know,
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. that new thing of that still people are frantically thinking, right, I'm going to, uh, you know, comb my hair and put a bra on or something just <laughs> to make sure that everybody's a little bit fit because they're um, just that used to mm. being probably in, Well, myself, anyway, I've got my. Uh, smart casual business shorts that I've decided to sort of live in <laughs> at the moment yeah but, yeah it, it's it's good i think i think it's it's great to have phone calls with people and you know I know that everybody's got millions of WhatsApps and Facebook messenger sort of chats going on, but face to face now and again it's it is good
0: yeah yeah it's it's different it's just odd it's you know from the the few times that um I've seen mum and dad in passing, you know, when they've dropped some things off to our house So we've dropped some off of theirs and um, our Andy dropped um, some beers off today and same, you know, he, he stood at the end of the drive and it's like, it's just odd that you can't just invite him into the house or, you know, just it's so weird. standing, you know, yeah, he, he has to come up and, you know, drop the beers halfway up the drive and walk off and I have to go get him and walk back and da-da-da, just, it's completely bizarre. It's just, I mean, you you come and collected some um when you come back from cornwall when the lockdown first happened didn't you and it's like yeah you know i just had to leave them outside and just say they're here and then you say yeah
1: i've got them and it's like you can't even necessarily have a chat or you know no and i say, think how you're doing sort of thing it's this is it and it's even though you're keeping sort of social distances when you know my, my parents live pretty local to me like i said is similar to to your situation and there's things of you know, nip into the shops and saying "Oh well, while you're there, can you get us this?" So you know, we've been been sensible. Uh, sometimes mm. that is beer. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> um, but it's still think you know at the end of the street, and you're probably you know well more than six. You know, might be twenty foot away, but still feeling sometimes that you you're doing something a little bit wrong. So I think it's everybody's been sensible in this day and age, but you've still got. Your mental health to look after as well as your physical health. And I think it's really important still to to keep those links with people.
0: Well that's it, isn't it? And it's you know, it's 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 tough and it's it's challenging for everybody. And like you say, it's trying to not play the system as such, is it? But it's no. more just a case of doing what's right and what's safe, but also kind of looking out for yourself and looking out for everybody else, isn't it? You know, because hundred percent everyone's the same, like you say, it's got to it's got to work for everybody, but also from the mental health side of it, it's you know it's it's got to it's got to be beneficial for everybody and, and not just be locked up in a in a box for, <laughs> for six weeks or so you know because albeit that you know me and you are fortunate enough to to kind of still be working but mm. you're still shut away at home you know and not being able to just nip out or nip to shops or just go see somebody or go to the pub or what have you it's 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 odd it's odd but uh but hopefully it's um people getting through and you know things like this just Chatting and calling and getting people through. So, totally. um, yeah, with, with that in mind, then obviously it's not going to be a a, a craft beer podcast without without supping a a beer or two after or <laughs> going. So, what have you? Oh. Uh, what have you gone for? What have you gone for to start with?
1: Uh, well, I uh, I wet my whistle with uh, a can of Faith earlier, um, and now I've moved on to um, Hockaback from Salt, uh, nice New England IPA. Just ease me into it. He's mean to Friday.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm the same because I was looking at what, what I had in the beer fridge, and I was like, I could go for something stronger, but it's like it's, it's my, I say my first drink of the day, it's not, but you know, kind of steady, you know, <laughs> a steady progression into, into drinking rather than going for something that's you know, seven, seven, eight percent, so. um the hooker back and obviously the the guys from Salt. I know we said won't touch on it, but I think is it the hooker back that you can get in Tesco or Morrison's now? Is that am I right in saying that? Is that? Yeah,
1: this is this is from Morrison's, mm. and this is this is something which I've I've had on a uh, cask, I've had bought from bottle shops, and, and it's great. It's really really mm. decent stuff. So it's not like oh it's supermarket beer and and whatnot. And I were absolutely mm. just blown away when I'd, I'd heard like. Uh, originally, we were in booths. You know, you had a few cans, and I'm thinking, oh well, it's a bit upmarket supermarket. Similar to like, you know, you get the odd uh, Amundsen and stuff from Max and Spencers but this this yeah. is really good, and I've I've yet to find the iCat Cat, but that mm. that is absolutely fantastic. Really, really is up there for, you know, you get in. I think this was it's just a small can, but a couple of quid. But I think the iCat's Cat's like a, a tall boy. As a double um, dry hopped IPA for about three quid or something. It's great. It's, it's yeah. not this, it's all right for that money. It is good for five pounds, six pounds. It's
0: yeah, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Stuff. And the, the, yeah. I mean, the iCat is probably arguably one of their, their better beers by Salt as well. I mean, for me, yeah. certainly it's one of their, or probably is their, their best beer um, that I've certainly had. And, yeah. Tesco have got the exclusivity over the tall boy for for that as well. So it's you know, you're on, you're only going to get it in Tesco, but like you oh, say, yeah. for 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 three quid it's a bargain. because some places you probably pay three pounds for the for the small can, you know, the three thirty. So to, to get a tall oh, boy for, I've definitely done and, that and, and I probably would I would
1: again, mm, you know. Oh,
0: easily. Yeah, yeah. For the for the strength that you get in, yeah. It's you know, like you say for something that's seven, eight percent, I had one not, not long since. Um because I hadn't had it for a while and I was, that's kind of had it as I thought it was overdue. Having a can of it, so but
1: this is it. But it's, I um, think it's, it's a good introduction to for me. Icat one of the best. I like Tramshed, which I think is is a great one, a collaboration with Track. Um, but it's just introducing it to breweries you might not necessarily know about, and the the great great brewery.
0: Yeah, I going to say because we've when we've been to um, grocers in Pontefract before they they're quite they're on quite regular there aren't they in terms of yeah. their either cask or keg um, offerings over there, which is quite good to see because they are, you know, sort of local ish in terms of the kind of other Bradford Keithley way, which mm. is about an hour or so away from here, which we've, we've been to the the tap room once we went sort of summer last year and it's a, it's a great space is that over there. And it'll be, it'll be nice to, to go back when it's when it's all, <laughs> yeah. all over. Because I think for, from certainly your point of view and probably our point of view collectively as a, as a community in terms of, if you think about it, because Anna's mentioned it a few times, like, do you want to go to Salt? And it's like, it's an hour's drive, you know what I mean? It's an hour there and it's an hour back and you, you can't bothered. but given obviously what we've had to endure and what we're still enduring, I think we'll probably, you know, take things for granted less and, you know, be willing to actually go out and, and do things more, more frequently than, than what we otherwise were before. So it's somewhere that definitely I want to, head back to once uh, once this lockdown's over because it's a, yeah. it's a great space over there so well i think um, if you're
1: looking back at your, you know your last post- podcast when you're talking about cornwall and you know the the great differences and distances sometimes between theirs but everything that we've got around us you know with the fantastic yorkshire breweries and you know the bars the pubs all the different tap rooms you absolutely spoiled for choice and i think Definitely mm. need to branch out and not just keep, you know, necessarily going to your local ones, especially if they've got you know great beer gardens and great venues and um, yeah, just see what's up there. <laughs> At the moment, I think it's yeah, you know yeah. a lot of things to think about now uh, with all the time on your hands and just definitely when uh, when the lockdown's gone away and we can get back into these venues, just start start supporting them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And and it'll be interesting to see from sort of like um a distance in perspective as well in terms of obviously when the lockdown is either lifted or eases slightly and obviously yeah. these places can start opening. Are they going to be limited in terms of the number of people that they can have in? Will the, you know, the seating not be as condensed or the stand, you know, the areas that they like, the, like you say, the beer gardens and things like that, it'll be, I think there'll be a lot of questions that, you know, are, are needing to be answered that they won't necessarily have the answers to to start with because it's that, they'll be finding that balance between, well, they want to let people back in to obviously you know, kickstart the business again and get the money in, but obviously doing what's what's right and safe for the the you know the brewer, the staff, and and the customer. So it'll be interesting to see what you know what capacity that they are open because some of the some of the tap rooms certainly that are in around Leeds, you know, they're not big spaces. You know, I mean, you know, you know, you know, the monkey quite lucky in terms of they'd have you know if if needs be they've got two floors, you know, and they you know they're quite spacious. But you know, the likes of the the North Tap Room, that's a small space. The you know, North Bar is a small space. Location's yeah. quite big, but it's it's quite condensed, so it's quite packed. You know, there's quite a lot of people in in that space. So it'll be interesting to see what what measures that they have to they have to bring in. But uh, the, but certainly, uh,
1: yeah, I think they're gonna to have to be creative. I think that's the main thing. And but mm. maybe this has taught us all that there's there's different ways of what is a night out. You know, there's there's different things mm. to do. I think if it had, you know, if it was lifted today with you know, limited access, it's great weather, you know, the beer garden situations had really helped. But, yeah, I I, I totally agree. When the English weather comes back a little bit and it's raining, then these venues where you're inside with, you know, things up the bars and, you know, going to the toilets and things and really being, being smart about it. But they'll find a way
0: yeah oh yeah for certain and, and like you say there's, a lot of them are quite creative in terms of how they adapt spaces and you know because a lot of them are you know quite a few of them tap rooms and things are you know industrial units and things so they have to be you know creative in terms of how they've planned and allocated space so i'm I'm sure it's something that they're already considering looking at but uh, but for now we'll, uh, obviously i think i would stay empty for
1: a, i think our, our sort of craft sort of beer drinking thing i think within that sort of culture, it comes with, you know, people wanting to, you know, quickly react to change and potentially some of your more traditional pubs will maybe struggle a little bit more than, than, than like I say, some mm. of them are, um, you know, the different locations and the different breweries. But even that, I think they're getting a much more of a community spirit. So it's, um, Yeah interesting looking forward to it, <laughs> when it whenever it happens
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah this is it, it you know it's it's just a if and if and when you know there's different you know theories and sort of philosophies flying around in terms of how long it's going to be when it's going to be and that sort of thing but i think if you kind of get unless you're in that sort of industry or it directly impacts you and i think if you get bogged down in that it just kind of either you know it just kind of just adds to the whole sort of element of when am i here. Yeah, you know, absolutely leave that. Gotta get out there leave sort of thing. So else. it just kind of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just just us for now. Just keep enjoying what you've what you can get your hands on and just keep going from there. So um I mean in terms of what I'm drinking, um I've I've started on something something low, um just the session IPA um from Triple Point, um which you'll have probably seen before in Yorkshire Craft Beers, which is both our sort of collective uh, local bottle yeah. shop. So I um I got that in my uh, my last my last drop from them because you know it's nice to have something that's a bit a bit lighter um and especially in in this sort of weather in these sort of conditions mm. as well you know because i'm not a i'm not a huge pilsner or lager fan so having a a session ipa or a or a lower strength ipa you know sort of sub five percent certainly is uh it's nice to just sit in a in a in the sun and and, and sit slowly so so yeah it's nice to to have that to um not that we're in the sun, you know, we're <laughs> sat indoors recording as so we speak. So, you know, it just saying, kind of goes against exactly what I've said. But it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I'd have about 5,000 dogs barking in the background and people having barbecues and making noise left, left right and centre, I would. You know, I'd, I'd quite like to record it outside, but um, I'm not sure how the uh, the sound quality would uh, <laughs> have gone from there. So, yes. But yeah, it's... Um, but yeah, so uh, it's supposed to be nice tomorrow though. So, you know, hopefully be able to get out in the sun for a little bit tomorrow because I'm, I'm, uh, i notoriously burn quite easily. So I'm, I'm very, very pale. So i probably last about five or 10 minutes in sun before I have to hide back inside again. So we'll <laughs> I uh, I'm blessed for being we'll a, a little so, bit
1: more swarthy. Um, yeah. And but that's the thing is <laughs> I'm sort of rewarding myself from having little walks and then cheeky, uh, like, since we can't have a, a pub at the end of the walk. A couple of times I'd a, stuck a can in a in a bag, got into somewhere quiet on a mm. walk. Short break in, in reference yeah. to government guidelines. Have a beer and then yeah, yeah. And carry on back home. That's the the little lunch break I'll I'll say then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well I mean I don't know if you um I don't know if you um saw or not, but when um Yorkshire craft beers did their pop up at um, the RSPB mm. at um, Alan Bywater. We went and it were a day like pretty much like today with sunshine. Me and Anna went and they were doing you know a couple of couple of lines there and they had um, they had the uh, I think hypocrisy I think is it by um, Abideale yeah. their yeah. lager. Um, they had that on, and, and that's one of the few exceptions where I've had a lager and actually really enjoyed it. But we went for a walk around there, and we had a drink at the same time while we we're walking around. I'm like, this is absolutely perfect position. You know, just having having a beer whilst you're walking around somewhere quite quite scenic, quite picturesque, and in nice weather, and then coming back and getting another one. So I think I have um, I
1: totally agree with you that though. I mean, I'm I'm not a massive lager fan, um, but you know the craft sort of lager that's coming up with with a lot of the hells that are coming up and. Um mm. no Northern Monk last time we were at the refectory in Leeds did a Pilsner. Um and it were it were fantastic. And it's just sort of matching some of the beers to, you know, your surroundings and the weather. You know, if it's like this today, absolutely glorious, I'm more likely mm. to to maybe have a Hells or a Pilsner or or have, like you say, these sort of New Englands or, you know, really fresh IPA, like a Brut IPA or something or, or sours and things like that and just going out and, you know, that's in my head, sours are sometimes more like going out and having a cider or something you know, with something with a that tartness in the bite, whereas later yeah. on in the evening, that's more my stout times and things like that, it's like, you know, winter red wine, stouts, things like mm. that and I think it's...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely seasonal it's, like you say, because, the, the, you know, not being a stout drinker, but the last thing people want to drink in sort of the summer is a stout and like a heavy stout you know that's because by rights a lot of people say you drink a stout when it's kind of warmer or sort of you know yeah. sort of uh, sort of a room temperature as opposed to actually coming out of the fridge so and when i was obviously when whereas in summer you generally want something that's a bit more refreshing mm. a bit colder a bit crisp so but I, I i know what you're saying though like the lagers and the hells and the the pills there's there's kind of been a a, a resurgence of them recently and there's a lot of love for to kind of lagers on on sort of Instagram and the, the craft beer space, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of love for it, and you know, the the brewers are kind of responding to that in terms of you know they accept that the lagers take a little bit longer to produce, but if there's a if there's a crowd and an audience for it, then um, then they're uh, they're willing to to put the next out and, um, and make them. So it's I suppose it gives people everything you know, and, and I and I appreciate you know if you're going out with a group of friends and somebody's not necessarily a, a craft craft nerd shall we say and they just want something to drink and they can you know there's a couple of lagers or pills as it gives them that option doesn't it so they're not kind of left you know drinking something mm. that a, they don't enjoy or be they think, don't want i think
1: you know what that that's something probably that's not covered enough in these kind of chats with, with people who've mm. we've all got mates and we all go out with people be it you know partners parents or a big group of lads or anything you're going out not everybody's into this sort of stuff so it's either You know, we go to a normal type pub, and you might be lucky if there's a punk on, or, you know, there might be something in the bottle, or you you think, I have a Moretti or a pint of Guinness or something. Um, Yeah. But the flip side of it is when, you know, you're trying to drag people into a craft bar, and it's so outfacing, and, you know, just not knowing at all what anything remotely might taste of, or everything's quote unquote bitter. But, the things that's coming out mm-hmm. like week, we go to in Pontefract the the old grocers quite a bit, and they've got a Freedom Lager on, which is really accessible. There's a lot more things that are, um, you know, competing with probably the big mass market lagers that a lot of people will have. And then in oh well, so I've tried that; it's quite nice. I'll try something else, you know, and kind of steadily setting yourself yeah. into it, and then maybe trying the odd thing or, or things play a little bit. Sweeter, and you see the um, York with rhubarb or Friesland that seems to be, you know, a really, really big hit because it's a little bit sweeter, a little bit, fruit, a bit fruitier, and you know things that are a bit more accessible. So yeah, I think yeah, it's a great time for this kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and I th- and I think I think I touched upon it on one of our one of our last episodes. I think they'll as a result of this, I think a lot a lot of people will will get into it a lot more than you know you'd, you'd think and actually imagine as well you know in terms of trying something new so it'll be interesting to see what sort of you know if there's sort of like you said you find some more people have been you know if you're going out and no oh, i want to try this i want to try that rather than just sticking to sticking to what they know so it'll be interesting to um to see what they uh what they what they're doing and how they how they come out of the woodwork <laughs> so to speak when this is all all said and done so um so yeah so we'll um we'll leave that bit for now we'll uh, we'll move on to the uh, the next part of the uh, the podcast and we'll discuss about what we what we have been drinking not what we currently are drinking and then we'll uh, we'll go Great, from sir. there right so welcome back welcome to part two uh, we'll move on to what we've been drinking um in, in the last sort of week or so um so craig we'll we'll start with you as, as what i normally do with the guests so do you want to start us off with the uh, the first beer that you've you've put on your list there
1: yeah thank you very much for that so i've picked a few beers that i'm, I'm very sort of there's that much choice i'm i, I very rarely ever revisit any beers mm. and i don't know if it's a mixture of lockdown or just i'm getting a bit greedy but um three beers I've I've revi- revisited recently because they've all been absolutely fantastic. So the first one is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but Kavik IPA um, from North Brewing Co. in Leeds.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I assume you're pronouncing it right because, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd say it's Kvik, which I'm, I'm guessing that's right until somebody, you know, somebody tells me otherwise. But I... Um, I think somebody had said that said this before on on Instagram somewhere that I actually thought kvik a, a beer before was somebody just spelt creek wrong, so I was expecting like a cherry beer because I know you can get creek that's cherry. Mm. So until so I actually when I poured it and then actually looked at it and found out that it was just the yeast strain that yeah. was different, I actually I was, I was quite surprised and taken aback. But I'm I'm guessing that's that's how it's pronounced. But it's becoming <laughs> from what I've seen a bit more prevalent and a bit more frequent in terms of. The beers and the brewers that are using it so i mean i know it kind of gives um you know different flavors and i think it's different sort of temperature what the east is actually sort of activated as, as well so it kind of changes their okay. brewing process as well so in terms of that then did you in terms of let's say for example a, a normal north beer that doesn't use Kveik, how did you kind of <laughs> find that sort of side by side really
1: well it's weird think i'll be honest it's 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 not for the faint of heart and mm. i think if i it, i love creek so if i was going to be cracking up in a lovely cherry beer and then getting hit with this i'd be like Whoa, what is this <laughs> yeah um, it's it's an unusual one and i like that and i don't think i'd have necessarily liked this six months ago or a year ago it's mm. that it, it's it's that farmhouse funky kind of taste but mixed with El Dorado and Sabro, um, you know, hops. So mm. you've got the kind of great hoppiness, it's really hazy, you know, it's, it's great IPA. And then there's a bit of a spicy bit of finish, there's a bit of a, um, a funky taste to it. It's, it's such the most difficult beer I've ever had that I could try and describe. Yeah. One I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed, um, and and I don't know. Again, I think it's this. This is a collaboration with um, Stillwater um, Artisanal, so that's from Brooklyn. Um, yeah. Somebody I've not heard before. So it, it's all kind of out of my element. But the the first week I've ever had but something I I really want to revisit. Um, I know there's definitely a, you know quite a lot out there at the moment. but The first one I've ever seen with so sort of, you know this new ish yeast with the sabro that is taking over yeah well
0: that's it it's kind of um like you say it's a it's a unique beer in terms of the 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 sabro or the the sabro have you on to pronounce it hop that's that's quite divisive itself you know in terms of how that hop's used in what sort of capacity and quantity and if it's hopped with it or dry hopped with it etc you know so that hmm. itself is quite can be quite um it's obviously it's the, the marmite hop at the moment you know in terms of how people are using it you know the um the subbles has suffered quite a lot on on instagram from from the use of Sabro or sabro but but to use that sort of ye- that kviki strain and then sabro as well it kind of it adds two different elements that people normally wouldn't necessarily recognize or be used to that flavor yeah. profile and like you said sort of six to to 12 months ago you know as as we know from our conversations you know where we when we first started drinking together you know if you look sort of 12 months ago whenever it was you know I Mm. was already at this sort of point of liking the thicker the hazier the murkier IPAs whereas you kind of steered away from that didn't you really so this you know the fact that you actually liked it and enjoyed it is is quite surprising in terms of it, and you've had it twice as well you know considering like you say where you were that you know on that you know the start of your journey shall we say in comparison to now so
1: it's totally i think and then you're right you know there's i don't you know the conversations we had of, of me just not getting the sort of west coast thing and that being mm. you know your you know major favorite and just tastes change and you know yeah it's like slowly getting into something and understanding it i've had a couple of farmhouses before um you know, I, I like lambic beers, but I've like fruited lambics, like the you know, like we said, they're the creek type beers. Yeah. Um, and when you have it for the first time without any of that fruit, and it's just like people are really um, championing things that taste like you know horses and hay. And I'm like, <laughs> don't get it. I'm not sh-. and and yeah. this is the the entry point <laughs> for something like that for me. But yeah, absolutely great. Really, really odd, weird you need to check
0: it out yeah yeah. and that kind of moves us nicely on to kind of your your next beer really because again you know for anyone who's who follows me on instagram will know that kind of west coast beers are what i lean yeah. towards you know they're my favorite style ever so slightly over a, over a new england ipa and and that's what we uh, what we brewed for for the wedding but this this isn't the wedding beer that we're talking about but you're sort of this this west coast roots um yeah by northern monk is one that you want to want to chat about as well
1: yep yeah, so it's a patrons project and i think they tend to be the more out there sometimes beers that they do um uh, another collaboration with apex brewing from sweden again not somebody i've come across before but really really good it's i think they've they've tried some different things in this they had different malts the things that are giving that bit of a malty taste and a bit of the sweetness from that as well um the hops were amarillo and simcoe so you've got like your simcoe your classic bitterness but it's a little bit sweeter and i think that's probably the thing that's that's made me um really drawn to it it tastes like a proper beer and i know a lot of things they're like oh this is you know, something that's tasting of peanut butter and berries and triple, you know, fruited gozers and things like that. This is a, a genuine, decent beer, hoppy, fresh, mm. nice bitterness at the end. Really, really good. Great for this weather.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, kind of, as with any style, um, sort of the West Coast is down to interpretation as much as anything. Mm. You know, in terms of, you know, if you if you boil it down to your sort of your, your classic. You know, West Coast IPAs. You know, you, you get those hops, but it's more malty, not hoppy. But kind of as things have progressed, you know, as people have kind of got more comfortable with with the style and brewing techniques, the thing that I really enjoy about them is is like you say, you get that you get that fruitiness, you get that nice edge to it, when, and the sweetness. But you also get the bitterness as well. It's all that's like, that bittersweet taste. Yeah. And that's what. And it is really, you know, admittedly for for brewers and and brewers, it is hard to to kind of hit that nail on the head you know in terms of getting that balance because you know you can either do it down the line of it's too bitter or then it's too fruity and you kind of miss the mark on on both sides really so it's kind of it i understand that it is a, a hard style to master really because you know with a new england ipa you can kind of get away with well we'll just you know just throw just <laughs> the hops at it you know and, and that kind yeah. of you know that you know you, you, you get your kind of your your malt base and you get your hops and things and then you get your hairs etc etc and it kind of you can kind of build it from there but with the west coast it you know, from, from yeah. an outside in perspective, you know, it's, you know, from, from our brew day that we spent with Mark as well, you know, it's kind of getting that balance of picking the right malt base and in what quantity and then the hops and again, in what quantity and when to add them, that sort of thing. So, you know, and. um
1: Gives you a big appreciation you know, the, of it. And I think, yeah, it, you're just thinking, right, well, that's, that's the bitter one. That's the fruity mm. one. And it's, it's a massive juggling act. And, and for me, for my personal tastes, this will bang on the money. Really good.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's it. And, you know, I'm, and I'm always, you know, as soon as somebody says, you know, a beer's a West Coast IPA, you know, I'll I'll, I'll immediately buy it. Because <laughs> I'm, you know, that's that's what I'm about. And, and North of just done um, Metronomic, I think it was. They did um, yeah. a West Coast IPA, which I posted not long since, which was a great beer, but again, it's kind of that, i don't know if you've seen it, but it's kind of that mm. east meets west kind of halfway house you know it's got the the hot bill for a west coast i p a but then it's kind of a bit more hazy and a bit thicker, so it's kind of that hybrid beer sort of halfway between uh a, a thick and juicy New England, but it's got that sort of bitterness of a west coast i p a so it sits
1: somewhere in the middle of the spectrum like you know so I'd it's, like <laughs> yeah so
0: yeah you know, and again, it's that you know for people who don't want too much of one or the other you know, the hybrid, which I've seen quite a few breweries do this year. Um, You know, it gives them that creative license, really, you know, to say, well, this is what we want to, you know, this is what we want to do with, with that style. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, craft beer is that, you know, you might drink five beers that are all stouts, all New England's, mm. all West Coast's, all Sessions, whatever you want to call them. But each one will be slightly different. Yeah. You know, it's uh, each one will have its own profile hot bill you know and and again that's just that's the beauty of the beauty of craft beer and you know again the reason why we do what we do really isn't it yes. because everything's different and and that's what we're doing and like really, you know by there, two two beers really that you just mentioned there six or twelve months ago you know you you probably wouldn't have been interested in you know so yes. it, again it's that Completely it's right. that progression and that that journey of you know adapting to different tastes and styles and and actually you know becoming more comfortable with with things that you might have found unappealing to Mm. start with so so um the last one um sticking sticking in leads very much so with uh, with the three that we've got Um, we've got another yeah yeah representing the north for sure it's um another northern monk beer is that right
1: yeah and it's i I did want to do a few like different styles and at the end of the day let's say this these they really blew me away and I'd be only fair to you know to, to my first opportunity to really talk about them so um, another patrons project um dreamlines three so it's a double dry hopped ipa um the first collaboration with somebody that i've ever heard of <laughs> for these cool. um so it was collective arts from ontario in canada um and I don't know if they were brewing it at the time, but when I went to the Northern World refectory, they um they had some guest beers on there. And they had the Origin of Darkness, which were a complete five out of five for me. It were Damn. um exactly the thing that you'd hate. It was, you know, a barrel-aged <laughs> um stout and it was it was fantastic full of like rum and raisin kind of flavors and it just yeah. blew me away and and I, that was the first time I'd heard of them and then when I saw this I'm like yeah yeah I've got to get on that they know what they're doing and and it was it, it's really really good there's a high amount of oats in this so it's it's a thick decent beer again this is the sort of things we're talking about hops all the time but I think again the malt this is quite malty vienna malts they've put in there's extra unfermented sugar so it's it's left that nice sweetness at the end another Mm. one with sabro sabro and citrus you know so that's obviously doesn't need any discussion for that um and another one with el dorado so this is very similar hot profiles to the first one but could not be a more different beer which, again, is another reason why I wanted to talk about it, really. So you didn't get a massive amount of the coconut. Um, slight, slight taste, maybe, but more pineapple from the Sabro and the sort of tangerine zestiness from the Dorado. So it's thick, it's full of fruit, really great, just the 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 best that style that i've had and the, the best sort of sabro sort of taste or sabro taste style that i've come
0: across really 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 good yeah yeah and i think i think this is what the time when i went to the fetch i think i called in after work for a couple um, and i think that was the week of the collective arts takeover because i don't know if you remember but um when you went in but they had a couple of more fruity um fruity beers on the on the tap list yeah and they had um, they had a sour on there and like a sour IPA and they were they were cracking you know they were brilliant and you know for for you what stouts are sours are, are the same for me you know what I mean They're <laughs> kind of the opposite yeah. end of the spectrum and you know and and you know you know yourself when you get a good stout you know you, you've got a good stout and for me you know when you when you get a good sour you, you know you've got a good sour and and they were they were cracking you know and they were my first taste of of their beers and it kind of open my eyes a little bit to say well if there's any sort of any more of their beers come this way or I see them you know out in the wild so to speak I'll definitely look out for them more because you know they, they, they seem to be putting some decent some decent stuff out there because you know for as much as you know the UK and the US are considered you know for, for beer I'd, I'd, and apart from these guys I probably wouldn't have ever even no. thought of Canada you know because no one seems to really think about or mention them you know so it's quite interesting to see if you know what, what sort of scene there is out there beyond what they're doing, but but certainly from from that, I mean, I've seen a, a few reviews and you know pictures floating about from from Dreamline or Dreamline Forms on um, on Instagram and, and saying the exact same as you. And you know, from just from the looking from the color, you know, you, you can tell that it's a a proper thick yeah. New England IPA. You know, from the, the you know the that dankness, that juiciness, that yellowy orangey color that you you know you can't see through. It's kind mm-hmm. of yeah. Like you say, for some somebody who likes a New England IPA, like you say, it ticks all the right boxes, doesn't it? Certainly from a, um, you know, an aesthetic point of view. Certainly, anyway, from um, from there. But again, you know, that like you say, there the the mixture of what they've done, you know, the you know the hop bill and the you know the malt profile there. You've got quite you know contrasting flavors in there. You know, in terms of what what you've got, so to mm. so actually combine all those flavors and come out with an end product that it's all balanced and rounded is quite you know testament to them really in terms of managing to pull it off i suppose
1: with yeah just from again such few ingredients to make such a you know fantastic there's no you know crazy amounts of adjuncts that are added in and you know anything artificial they're just really really good well-rounded well put together beers really great
0: Mm. and i mean i not sort of any disrespect to I me mean, I, I tend to steer away from some of the, the patrons sort of beers just because I know like you said someone can be a bit more experimental yeah. you know a bit more sort of funky that sort of thing I mean the west coast routes kind of sounds right up my street but then you know because they're a bit you know they collaborate with people that they might not come across you know frequently or you know from you know further afield the cost is sometimes a little bit higher so for me I sometimes steer a little bit clearer them. but you know it's good to kind of see that the last few certainly have, have hit the nail on the head. You know, I think there's one that I just saw recently, Doomsday Disco, the the sour IPA. I've seen yeah, that, that that's doing in the well. And again, that seems to that seems to have um, you know been pleasing a lot of people out and about on in in the sort of on the circuit, shall we say. So, again, it's um, a sour IPA is that halfway house between an outright sour and a and your run of the mill IPA. So, I'll be interested to see what you. Um, what do you think about when you when you're Yeah, to it, I've, so. I'll
1: be honest, it's went on of so, you know the website that were there tried to to get their aunt Bessie's to you know two um yeah two ones and came across right? What have they gotten going at the moment, and I think sometimes some of these patrons, some of these one offs you can blink and you can miss them and you're never going to see them again.
0: Some of mm. them stick around yeah, a little definitely. bit
1: more, so yeah but this is the you know where I'm at now is. I'll just take a punt. It's fine. Um, they're not mm. going to break the bank if they're not to my liking, then fair enough. But like I said, with the Kviks and the, like I said, the Sabros, Sabros, and you're thinking, right, I, I know I'm quite liking that. So that'll open a doorway to other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and like I say, for um, most of my purchases are on a whim. You know, I'd, I've, I very rarely put any sort of research into buying a beer before I actually commit to buying it. So, you know, it's... I'm happy that if I if I buy a beer, you know, I'm I, I, I take that risk, you know, yeah. in terms of if it's if it's not what I want, it's not what I want. But then by the same token, if it's you know, the price point is, you know, greater than what I could get a beer, let's say that I know will will hit the mark, then you know, that'll always make me uh make me be a bit more savvy when shopping shall we yeah, say it's, it's but, not so, a, but yeah I get what you it's mean it's not a
1: three fontaine it's not a cantillion type thing it's not you know mm. it's not going to break the bank it's um, just yeah enjoy it why not we've got, all the opportunity, we've got all the time in the world at the moment so <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah you've got plenty of time to enjoy it aren't you so no definitely um, so move on to what I've been drinking then um, which the first one um, was something that which you can probably chat about in a bit more depth really because stouts uh, like we said before, a more more your thing than, than mm-hmm. mine. Um, the first beer that I'd, I really wanted to give a um, give a shout out to was Black Ivy, um, which is a black double IPA by The Veil. Vale. Okay. Um, so I'd, I'd think I I think I think I sent a message to you about this one. I commented on my Untapped checking, didn't I? And, <laughs> and this was one of the this is one of the beers that I um, I won in an Instagram giveaway thanks to um, Rari. Um, this is my beer account. And he, he sent me this um, with a few other beers that were in his giveaway. I think there was this and Chubbles, uh, which obviously Chubbles um, being brewed with a veil vale with Cloudwater, um and then a couple of others as well. Which, for as much as I don't like stouts, I get very excited by a black IPA. I know, I know,
1: um, it's so weird. And every time I see that, I'm like, oh, come on, come over to the dark side.
0: Yeah, and and I ended up having a chat with him after he'd um, when I sent him a picture of it. Say, you know, this, I'm drinking this; and it's really nice. Thanks, sort of thing. And I'd said, you know, that I'm not a huge stout fan, and he was like, you know, he, he couldn't quite believe that I was enjoying that so much, and then not not enjoy stouts. And he was saying, you know, you might maybe start on something like a, a pastry stout, you know, something that's a bit sweeter, you know, something that's got like raspberry or fruit in it, so it's not as strong. Because the thing for me is that a lot of stouts are either very smoky or I've got coffee or peanut butter in like that. And for me, they're the three things that I hate the most about everything <laughs> is that the smokiness, I don't drink coffee and I don't like peanut butter. So that's kind of takes a lot of kind of the three main constituents of a stout out of the equation for me. Yeah. Um. I mean, this, this, this Black Ivy, I mean, the smokiness was there and, and I like, I like a subtle smokiness to it. I don't like it if it's just because to me it's that smokiness makes it dry Mm. and again i I don't like feel like i'm drinking something that's overly dry um but this kind of did everything it it ticked all the right boxes you know it it had sort of the smokiness there and kind of what i imagine is the this sort of the the thickness or the stickiness of what a syrupiness that a stout's got you know as, as you kind of drank it and then put it back down you could see that the the, you know the liquid sticking to the glass yeah. you know it wasn't just a it was running straight off you know you could see that it was sticking to it a little bit so that kind of syrupiness it had to it but then at the end it had that sort of like little bit of hoppiness to it as well and it's just kind of that again it's that it's that blend and that hybrid of different styles that that bring it all together that it must be such a a tricky and a complex beer to to brew and, and brew successfully and especially a double one as well you know because yeah. it's
1: very easy to over, you know, overpower those very fine balances. It's, it's such a, a weird one. Now I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've liked stouts a long time. Black IPAs took me a little bit of getting used to, them, and I've still not had probably more than half a dozen to you know maybe a dozen of them. Mm. And it, it's an it's a yeah it definitely is a fine light, like, it's an odd one, but it's mm. it's great when it when you know the planets align and it's it's a really great drink
0: yeah yeah and i can't i can't quite remember the name of the one that mark does at Horsforth, but he, he does one as well that's just like a, a single sort of black ipa oh, yeah. and his as well is 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 really good but i mean he he brews it with kind of as much as he brews it and you know it's a great beer he's like i hate the fact that i call it a black ipa because it's black but how can it be an ipa because it's not a pale ale it's black so it's <laughs> kind of again it's that you know that two sort of Contrasting descriptions, really, of this is what it is, but then it it's it's not really as what it's advertised. It doesn't. It's a, it does yeah, a but... rye one
1: as well, and that's what when we were down, mm. um, I, I sunk a few of those. It smelled like is it night Rider or night jar or something like that? But
0: mm, yeah, yeah, there was. I think it was. I don't know if it was that one, but it's definitely called night Rider But yeah, but that one that was a bit sort of lighter. Mm. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah,
1: really, really great stuff. Oh, well, good to mm. hear that. After try and track one
0: of them down somewhere yeah like i said the name of it slips me i can't is it all actually i think it's all Brescia. i think it might be um i think that might be it but yeah but he does one as well so if you can get your hands on that that's that's a a great black ipa as well and and r andy likes it as well so but yeah but i really wanted to give a give a shout out to that one because it's something very different to what i normally would drink and it's a style that you don't see a lot of which is probably a because of Maybe the reception of it, but B, probably because of, I imagine the difficulty of it yeah. more than anything of getting that that balance together. So, but it's certainly something that I gravitate towards if I do see it because that to me is as close for now as a stout <laughs> as I will go to until wow. until I uh, get educated as as Amber <laughs> keeps telling me. So um, so yeah, so it's that that's the uh, the first one I wanted to mention. Then the second beer, which come as no surprise to anybody at all who either knows me or has seen my Instagram channel is my affinity for Verdant who are based down in Cornwall, as we all know. And I think your first experience of trying some down, down in Cornwall was, was this year, wasn't it in terms of, because you were down there just before the lockdown. Yeah, happened, First time on, on um, cake,
1: especially really this, at uh,
0: this time of year. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, not only we, do we love Cornwall, but again, one of the main attractions and draws down there is they're kind of, you know, churning some cracking beers out down there and you find it quite, quite easily down mm. there in terms of on on keg, not necessarily cast obviously, because it's not their, not their style of beer that they, they serve on no. cask, but certainly in and around Falmouth, there's a lot of places that sell it, but certainly a lot of pubs in and around the Cornwall area, you know, if you know they've got Verdant on, then you know they're, they're pretty well, you know, they're pretty familiar mm. with the, with a craft beer scene, to to have that beer on, so um, I had um, my second and last kind of putty um, last week, which I think if memory serves, might either had this on the night that would have been the wedding beer, or I had it the same week because sod it, you know, yeah. it's you know who's 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 asking sort of thing. So it had ever so slightly dropped beyond its best before, um, so it was just beyond that slightly. Um, I'm glad I had it when I did because I must admit it, it, it wasn't as nice as the, the can that I had when it, when it was fresh, uh, but still a, an absolute banging beer to me. And that, that for me is still one of the f- the few beers that I'll, I'll give a five out of five and untapped in a perfect sort of style of, of that beer, you know, the, the thick, juicy double IPA, mm. you know, them guys, you know, they're, they're, sort of profile that they brew with you know the water profile and the the malt bill and the hops you know they're just that that beer every year everyone goes bonkers for you know it's an annual release you know they they have toyed with the idea of making it part of the core range which i know they did say that once but i've you know ever since i've only you know it comes out about january every year so far so you know once it once it comes out everyone goes bonkers for it and and quite rightly so you know it's to me it's it's a it's an excellent beer and from seeing the move from the small brew house to to the bigger brewery which i was hoping to go for in this month which we'll obviously we'll have to postpone till till later on in the year it'll be interesting to see how that that beer translates to a bigger brew kit because i've kind of I've seen a couple of people mentioning the likes of Don't Tell Gus and and Alan that have been a bit cheese nunion-y, which is obviously the the most weird description you can give to a beer but I haven't not necessarily with their beers but experienced it elsewhere so I do understand what people are saying you know because you can quite easily go from a beer being sort of fruzy, hazy, tropical to going into that sort of that cheese onion factor which obviously is not not overly pleasant so Not only just, just putty, but I'll be interested to see what um you know what what the beers translate to in terms of the big brew kit, which is what maybe they're going through you know that transition of getting used to brewing on a on a smaller scale to a larger scale because it can't just be as simple as moving kit and then just Boom. doubling the quantity or you know or increasing it in x percentage to get it right because again you've got to get used to the equipment you know the, yeah, completely different you know you' going from a yeah exactly you know going from a smaller you know from a smaller vat of you know of beer to a bigger vat. you know in terms of temperatures now it takes to to ferment and get to temperature etc cetera, etc cetera. so you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see but um but yeah but they're you know my still begrudging begrudging to ever let them go out of my my number one spot for a brewery you know because again they were kind of when i got into it you know the fact that they were they were cornish and i fell in love with this sort of this beer scene and it kind of went hand in hand you know until until they they do me wrong shall we say <laughs> you know no. and, you know heaven forbid they ever sell out which i know will will never happen you know i don't think that'll ever that'll ever ever drop but but certainly putty was for me again this year 5 out of 5 maybe not maybe not as nice as last year's but still in terms of nailing that actual beer still still a great beer so uh, so yeah so that's what i had um, had last week and then another one that i had over the weekend which going back to the, the support for for the uh, the Yorkshire crew, um, <laughs> Double Mango Lassie Heathen by Northern Monk. Fantastic. Um, which I had had the privilege of having both the originals in terms of the this year's uh, Mango Lassie and also the Passion Fruit Lassie, which I thought that the Mango one was best, but that's just personal mm. preference in terms of because that's the flavour that I pick up on most and enjoy most in sort of, you know when you know the tropical flavors that you get out of beers, anyway. Um, you know, so that's that's my favorite of the two. Um But the fact that they they then ramped the the mango one in a, with you know made it a, a double lassi. heathen, you know that again, you know, knowing how good the the original was, I just had to jump on board with that. And Christ, that that thing was sweet. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, just it's you know I've, I've I've never had a had a had a lassi itself, but you know by all accounts, if that's that's what it's like, it is just like drinking. Alcoholic, you know, bloody juice. Oh. It was incredible, you know. Just
1: if I could just interject with that a little bit, cause as I, mm. it's rare that I have one, but I do sometimes like a mango lassi, and mm. that's kind of like a dessert type thing, especially if you are having a, you know, really hot yeah. curry. And I think it didn't mm. just have that sweetness, but it had a a yogurty taste as well, which went with it. And I, I yeah. didn't have the the first definitely. Um, you know the the first mango lassi. I had the mm. passion fruit that were great, and I thought oh, I've missed my you know the opportunity. And This came out, so it'd be interesting to see what you you know how you compare those two.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean to me, um, I mean, I, I ever so slightly preferred the the first sure. one just because I felt the you know maybe the the balance was a bit better, yeah. shall we say, in terms of because looking at it from sort of somebody else's perspective in terms of I've got a really sort of strong sweet tooth, you know, I I can take a lot of sugar and sweetness in a lot of things, you know, and, but looking from a perspective of maybe balance of not necessarily putting people, putting people off and maybe getting that sort of sweetness in balance with a bit more flavor. I think the the original did it ever so slightly better, but, Mm. you know, that that is inevitable, you know, between getting that balance, again, that balance of, flavor and sweetness from you know like from the sugar and the lactose but then getting the 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 sort of again it's that the juice is going to have sugar and sweetness in it again so it's you know again it's that fine d- balance d- yeah. isn't it, you know of
1: and it's pretty boozy yeah, you know, though. Well, that's i think you
0: know, yeah yeah 100 and again that. it's you know it's yeah exactly i mean heathen's not by all means it's not um a light drink no. anyway because standard heathen's about the seven percent mark yeah, i think yeah. um but then to have that at eight percent you know that you couldn't taste and you know, it, you, you could taste it there, but, you know, you could quite easily knock them back one after the other. You know, it wasn't a, oh, God, this is an 8% and I can taste it. No. I sort of think it's like, oh, this is nice. And it's got that sort of little boozy kick at the end. But, God, you could quite easily sink three of them, four of them, and then stand up and be like broom spinning. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's quite easily. easily up, and I think you? a, You're not going to drink three or yeah. four of those
1: lasses, are you?
0: No, well, not knowingly, do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, if you, didn't, if you weren't aware of it, certainly not. But I think I touched on this with, with, with Dave when when he came on. It's like just sort of a lot of standard beers now. You know, your, your IPAs and your New England IPAs are clocking in at 7, 8, 9%. And you can't actually taste it, you know, from, I mean, whether that's because we're getting accustomed to it, you know, as it says, yeah. as it, you adapt to the styles. But certainly when I first started, I was drinking some at 7, 8%, I could, woof, you know, it'd blow your head off. But now it's kind of... I only really get it from the stuff that's 10 or 11%, you know, or it's really, really strong. And I mean, I, again, I like a, that's kind of why I like a, a West Coast IPA for, if, if you get a West Coast double or triple um, like Honor last year by Northern Monk or um, Too Many Opinions by Verdant, you get that booziness, which gives it that, you know, that really nice kick yeah, it's to it. Dimension. Um another dimension. Yeah, it's just something else. And and like you say, that, that Double Mango Lassie and yeah, it was, it was great. You know, it's, it's you wouldn't give it to somebody as a starter beer but by you know by any stretch because of the strength of it. But if you put that in front of somebody and said, This is what beer is or what beer can be, it changes the goalpost, doesn't it? It moves the goalpost completely in terms of you know going from that perception of beer's beer. You know, it, it just it's that that gray area, isn't it, of what beer actually can be. And you know, hats off to, to the Monk for for doing it, you know, because as, as an experiment, it certainly it's Do you
1: know, I think it is hmm. that. I think it's the, the thing of. You're having it, you know, it's going to be a little bit crazy, a little bit mad. Um, I enjoyed mm. it, definitely, you know, shared a can. And yeah, I went back and I got another one and I had it on my own, and it Me. were a bit much, yeah, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, probably because yeah. of the richness and the sweetness. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, I wouldn't miss it if I had never had it again. But I, you know, it's, it's mm. a really good beer, really glad to have tried it. Yeah. And that's it.
0: It's kind of that fun factor, isn't it? You know, it's that, you know, for you know, want of a better phrase, that smile yeah. factor of, you know, actually enjoying the beer. And and again, that's kind of why I thought the original was probably slightly better. You know, the, the, the original was slightly more comfortable to drink a full yeah. full can to yourself. Whereas that was just, you know, you could kind of feel it towards the end of it just <laughs> a bit, you know, the sweetness taking its toll a little bit on you. But certainly as a an experiment, I think it's one done well and I'd I'd certainly be interested to see if they do it again either next year or in the meantime you know depending on when they want to sort of release mm. the, the the mango Lassi series again so and if they do a passion fruit one because i'd be interested to see if they could make it work oh, with passion, passion fruit, fruit as well so.
1: now now we're talking
0: mm. yeah <laughs> Cause I, I mean I, I didn't actually know they were doing this and it kind of caught me by surprise when i saw it in um, in york's craft beers and then to see it on its own when the kind of the two come hand in hand you know it kind of Caught me off guard. They hadn't seen it, but I'd be surprised if there's, you know, if they don't do it, or if there's a is a reason why they haven't done it in terms of if they can't quite get it there or yeah. get it right. You I know, mean, the in last one of...
1: followed, didn't it? I mean, the the mango came out first, mm. and there was a massive hype, and then the passion mm. fruit. So, yeah, and I'll be straight onto it. <laughs> so, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, oh, definitely. So yeah, if yeah. Any, anybody from among yeah, listening. <laughs>
0: Yeah, which I mean, if they do, that'd be great. But uh, I very much doubt it. But yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll take we'll take the royalties in uh, in due course. So, um, but that's that's what I've been drinking amongst uh, other things. But they're the three that I wanted to I wanted to shout out. So um, we'll leave that we'll leave that bit for there. Um, we've got a few sort of not news as such, but kind of a few shout outs to sort of a few people that want to mention in light of obviously what's going on with. Um, with the coronavirus and, and you know helping the NHS, so we'll wind this up. We'll uh, we'll grab another beer and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll start from there. Cheers. Right, so welcome back to part three. Now uh, refreshed, we've both got new new beers or some fresh beers, shall we say? So, Craig, I think you cracked this before we uh, before we broke for the, for the short break, and and you'd, you'd said off air that you wanted to to give this a shout out that you're drinking so uh, so what is it you're uh, what is it you're sipping at the moment
1: Yeah I, honestly I I had to really you know refrain from you know shouting out <laughs> about the in Oh honestly <laughs> So it's the Belgian quad from vocation um I'm used to really liking Belgian beers it's probably the thing that brought me into the sort of craft scene, Belgian beers and sort of German wheat beers, all that kind of feel. Um mm. so not quite the Rockfort type, you know, ten feel. This is yeah. much more stouty porter, so you know right up your street. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's so it's eleven point three percent, it's barrel aged um Belgian quad. The put raspberries into um, red wine barrels and then aged it for for nine months. So it's just, again, it's that rum and raisin type feel. bit fresher mm. with the raspberry, really sweet, um, but then red wine tartness, sourness at the back. So it's not cloying. It does not taste like 11.3, but... My God, I will be feeling like it's 11.3. It is a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous tall boy. Um, Great. I, I had both of these Barrel Age series from Vocation and the Stout was fantastic. So both of these, really great and definitely something I need to try and repeat by before they're all gone. I heard some good things and, yeah, fan fantastic.
0: I mean, like you said there, I mean, by rights... It's not something that I'd, you know, necessarily go for. But I'm, I must admit the thought did cross my mind of when I saw it just to, to say that i would tried it, you know, just to say, just I've tried it, I've given it a go sort of thing. But then when I saw it as it's 11.3%, it's like, Christ, you know, it's probably not the best place to start in terms of, you know, the strength side of it. But um, do you like red wine? Again, I'm not a huge wine person. Oh, so. I'd, be, I'd be I'd be that sort of person of I know what you're thinking. Thoughts go through head that I'd be more rosé than red wine.
1: No, I don't I, 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 I don't mind rosé. I'm I'm not a wine snob. I'm not, mm. not in that kind of that ball But I think these like imperial stouts in my head are like right. I love red wine. I drink red wine. Mm. That can be like forty percent. Yeah, you know, and you're not you're not necking it. You know, just having sips. So mm. I think if you did like red wine, honestly, I'd say have a because it, it's, it's not a porter, mm. but I'd much rather say, do you know what? Th- this is an ideal time for, you know, friends to get together and 100% we need to do this. Get a couple of beers we all like, put them on the table. Everybody has a little mm. try. You like it, you don't like it. You get to try yeah, something yeah. Um, without having to spend however much on a you know, when I can and think, no, nah, not for me. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's
0: the beauty of bottle shares, isn't it, I suppose, with that sort of philosophy, really.
1: It's not something I've done, and, and this is mm. definitely, you know, being reasonably new to the, the craft scene, um, something we definitely need to get with. We've, we've got enough, um, you know, local friends who are all into it, and, and something again like, you know, another shout-out to York's craft beers, that they host things like that. So I yeah.
0: think definitely something we should we should do. Really good. Cheers. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm still staying on the sort of the, the lighter end of the spectrum. Um not, not ramped it up, you know, three times what I had before. Um <laughs> I've I've gone for um, Meg's Bomb by Arbour Ale's. Um oh, so Arbour yeah. are based down in Bristol. Um and I must admit I I don't drink enough of Arbour and I really should. A, because I really like the simplistic design of the can. The black can really gets me with the label and yeah. the leaf. You know, the the leaf that they change the color on for depending on what the beer is. But it's also a pint can. It's yeah, it's a, full, it's a big full old pint, one. you know. And for the price that you pay for it is is crazy. You know, I I think from Rainville I can't have paid more than four four pound fifty for this can, and it's like you know, and it's only a four point seven percent. You know, only, it, only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, only in terms of what what you're thinking. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's a, a weakling. Um, but still, it's you know, it's it's cracking value for money. And and the reason I bought this is that I had it on tap. Um, back in December at the Market Cat in York, the Thornbridge Pub, um, okay. and instantly was wowed by it. You know, it was a it was a phenomenal beer, and it's it's exactly the same. You know, it's it's that sort of juiciness that you get from it but probably the sort of i'll send you a picture of it once once we've once we've finished but that sort of haziness that leans more towards a, a west coast obviously with okay. it being a, an american pale you know it's been a bit it's a bit darker a mm. bit more hazy than sort of um you know than an outright juice bomb um yeah it's not yeah, yellow
1: and, it's a bit more yes yeah, orange yeah,
0: yeah exactly it's that hazy sort of color um so yeah so it's Simcoe Mosaic Equinox on Galaxy um you know which are wow,
1: yeah, every hop big, and, big and,
0: yeah no, every hop on there that i do enjoy you know it's and hence the name that's the the where they, they get the name from for meg's bomb you know the 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 listing of the hops
1: which Oh, i'm so I've, stupid i've heard this so <laughs> many times and, I, mate, and i've not clicked
0: yeah i mean to be fair it's called meg's bomb but on the list of the hops a on the ingredients and B on the front of the can goes with Simcoe Mosaic Equinox and Galaxy, so Smeg. <laughs> so I mean, it'd, it'd make more sense if they called it Smeg Bomb. I mean, which...
1: I get the the red dwarf reference. Other, yeah, yeah, I the mean... other bits less palatable. But...
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say the red dwarf reference would be fine, but I mean, maybe that's the, the reason why they don't call it Smeg Bomb. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why they call it that's why they call it Megs anyway. But yeah, it's it's a cracking beer, you know. And and again, for sub a fiver for a can that's a a full pint you you know
1: that's like again not to harp on about it but that's like you know supermarket price not far off really is it yeah some of these big ones that's good a bit of a thing i've not had an arbor ever Mm. well i it's
0: funny because last year i think i think it was last year it was yeah it was it was not long after i'd started doing the instagram thing we were down in cornwall and there was an Arbour one, I think it was Waikika Cow, and that was in MS, which I'm guessing it was in m because it's local, I say local, quote-unquote local, Bristol to Cornwall, which yeah. we we discussed last week with <laughs> James. Um, but yeah, but I, I didn't say it up north, and I'm guessing it's because it's, the, you know, a southern sort of, you know, southwestern beer, but um, mm. but yeah, but they were in there, and the, the price, for it, you know, it, it, I forget the price of it, but, um, so they have been in there, but yeah, like you say, it's, If you work it out per milliliter, whatever you're paying, it's an absolute bargain to to actually get that. And yeah, you know, and and the simplicity of the can, it's that's what draws me into these guys. So certainly when um, when I place my next order with uh, with Johnny at Rainville, which I'm I'm hoping to be next week, um, given the triple IPA that North are releasing, or or he's he's, they've just released, but he's getting some on Monday. I'm hoping to get. a can or two of that come next week, so um,
1: might have to as, partake.
0: Yeah, well, if um, if I'm ordering, then I'd, I'd, I'll obviously chuck it in with my order to save you. Unless you want to order some other beers as well, by all means. But um, I think I might I might yeah. have
1: to have a look at some ordering. Yeah. myself, <laughs> I'm getting quite the collection now. So I need yeah. to... this
0: is the thing. This is the thing. It's you know that that I've I've said you know from pay day, which was today for me, is. I'll I'll put an order in with Firebrand, um, you know, the 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 brewery down in Cornwall. But then it's like when I'd looked at my stash, it's like it's not a need that I need them, it's obviously a want, but like I'm trying not to drink through the week still, you know, whilst I'm at home. It's
1: no, I've tried to tried to, it up. to stop that as well. It's just it's not. It's easy. Too easy. Dangerous. When
0: when you're at home and you you know if I was at work in the office it'd be fine because I'm you know I'm, the only danger there is that I'll stop at Northern Monk of the refectory or nipped to Johnny's at Rainville and buy beer and not actually drink it. So it's but when you're at home and you're in the kitchen you see the beer fridge and you're like oh yeah I could have a beer after work um, hmm. or you know on my lunch haven't forbid but you know it's yeah it's I'm trying not to kind of spiral out of control and be spending sixty seventy quid a week on beer and you know you oh. know. Set, All the money that I'm otherwise saving just spending on beer and just, (laughs) you know, just, uh, yeah. As Anna says, what are you spending that money on beer for? You know, it's, yeah, you've got to always, always got that nagging, nagging thought at the back of your mind to, to not go mental. So, (laughs) but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move on from there and we'll go on to not sort of news, but like I said before, shout outs for people, breweries and sort of people, you know, things that are being done for, for people out there in the yeah exactly and and that's the thing that for me part of this community is that there's people out there that are willing to give back and the you know to to kind of you know people say oh you can't class um, a group of people on the internet as a community but i I really feel like it is you know just just the other day i'd put a post up because i'd missed the um the latest wyland beers um that had come out including the one that they'd collaborated with Finback back on i put a post up and within half an hour 40 minutes I'd got one person who'd sorted of me out and i have you know, they're, they're sending them over to me. But then three or four other people who are getting to respond saying, no, oh, if you're struggling, let me know because I've still got some. It, you know, it's just such a great community of people that are willing to help each other out. And, and it's really shone through in terms of, you know, people oh. A, trying to get beers, but also if what we're going to talk about is B, people trying to help the NHS and people who are out there that are A, saving lives, B, keeping us safe, and see, you don't have a choice of staying at home, you know, because, you know, as much as people have, have, you know, it's bad that people have been furloughed and they're at home and, you know, they're, they're either out of employment. But by the same token, there's still people out there putting themselves at risk, you know, in terms of working for the NHS or in key workers, you know, and, and yeah. working among people that might have the virus and, you know, putting themselves at risk to catch the virus. So the first thing that we we really wanted to to share and, and you know, put out there is because you know, Craig, you've got um, a more direct involvement with this as as your, your wife, Becky. She, You know, she's a key worker and a carer and, and things like that. You know, she'd, buying the NHS a pint, um, which a lot of breweries have, have been involved with. Um, you know, there's the likes of Verdun, North, Cloudwater, Gypsy Hill, Duration. You know, a, a shed load of breweries have been involved with this. Um, you know, that list is, by all means, not, you know, an extensive list. There's quite a few yeah. more Um that on their web shops that everyone you know that a lot of brewers have kind of had to resort to to kind of keep afloat at the minute whereas you can pay a fiver and that'll put five pounds on the tab for their tap room when they reopen again so anyone who was who was working for the nhs can go to the tap and say look i was a you know key worker with nhs at the time and they get a free pint you know and and that that to me is great you know because i i don't think we can thank these people enough for what they're doing you know you know, as much as we can, you know, and this is not belittling anything by any stretch, that means, you know, the applause on a Thursday night and things like that. I I don't physically, physically or monetarily think we can thank people who are doing this job enough, you know, to actually be, re- no sort of exaggeration, exaggeration, sorry, risking their lives to keep us safe, you know, and that's just small gestures yeah. like this, you know, go a long way, Do you know, in terms of, no, not every NHS worker will necessarily be a craft beer person, I know a few that are on, you know, Instagram, and and certainly, you know, mm. Becky or your other half will, you know, be very, very grateful for that, you know, and that just small gestures like this that we can do in in times where we're quite fortunate in a way to be the ones stuck at home and not having to risk ourselves, you know, yeah. for those people that are, are out there fighting fighting this, you know, this disease and this virus, should I say. And, it, and it's great to see that a lot of brewers have come together to, to support this whole incentive, really.
1: Yeah, I, I cannot, you know, say any more than that. It's <clears throat> it's absolutely amazing. I think the sort of craft beer community gets a bit of stick. There's, there's You know, there's a couple of craft wankers that, you know, spoil it for, for a lot of people, but all these other amazing people that come together, the breweries, you know, or this pay-forward scheme that so many people have uh, have got behind and, and selfless acts. Something as simple as, you know, so that people can finish an incredibly difficult job, a big long shift, come home, and then after something like, you know, Northern Monk's sending 5,000 cans of faith. They said, you know, mm. we put faith... Um, in the NHS, so they want to give some faith back to the NHS. And my wife yeah. were very, very fortunate to to get some cans, and we, you know, we we filled the order. So you know, we we, we got a lot of stuff from them at the same time to you know to, to repay that back. She's she's a nurse um in the NHS, she works absolutely you know it sucks to do it all. Her, her friends do, and it's it's a worrying time, it's a troubling time, and it's not just you know, the nurses, the doctors, the porters, the the, the cleaners and anything that is Mm. involved in that. And I think, I know a lot of places are kind of opening that up to other carers. My sister works in a care home and it's it's that kind of thing. It's anything that is literally, you know, risking their welfare. And for some people, losing their lives for us. Mm. So it's, it's such a... You know, it's a small thing that that we're talking about, and I, and I'm sure from their perspective, you know, they're saying it's a small thing, but I think it's such a, a really big gesture and uplifting, and really, really great that people people are doing it. So many people are doing it as well, so it is good. It's a really nice, um, it's a nice nice gesture. I think you know, regardless of people's opinion, I think it's nice to just uh, yeah, a little bit more than just a, a clap. To say, you know, mm. here, go on, have a pint yeah, of us, yeah. and uh, yeah, absolute heroes. So, yeah, really good, great, great shout out yeah.
0: as well, Steve. So, good mm. on yeah. you. No, that you know, and like you say, it's it's just like you say, them sort of like random acts and selfless acts of kindness that kind of that drew me into to more the craft beer scene to start with. You know, in terms of because before I even did Instagram, you know, I've only been doing Instagram for about a year or just over a year now. Before that, I was kind of on Twitter and the blog and Facebook, that sort of thing. Um, but certainly the reception of sort of a quote-unquote acceptance into sort of the community there and then getting involved with the community and the sort of how the welcoming spirit of that community is, is phenomenal, you know, and these, you know, bearing in mind, these companies are also going through what we're going through in terms yeah, of, you know, staff times. have been, you know, staff have been furloughed. There's a lot of uncertainty with, you know, they still have to pay, loans that they've got the rent that they've got for the spaces they've got you know if they've got any orders outstanding you know they've they've got a lot of overheads still to pay and they're
1: all micros they're not these big big companies with massive you know backing behind them they are some Mm. of them you know that i mean at the moment this this time some of them regrettably we might not see again you know there could be some awful times and and yet still wanting to do this Yeah, yeah exactly it's really selfless
0: Exactly. And you know, to, to like you say with the Northern Monk thing of giving out the free the free cans, you know, it's you know, when they've just you know, you could say, Yeah, they've just got the excuse me, you know, the deal with Tesco Morrisons, whatever, they're they're a bigger brewery out of, you know, the the group of what we might consider elsewhere. But still, yeah. you know, that that, that five thousand cans still costs them a decent amount of money. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not you know, it's still something they're having to, to give out for, for free and it's it still costs them a lot and you know, just to to do that and and again and I hope that people have trekked that with the sort of the honesty that it deserves in terms of they said look we can't check everybody for it and validate everybody for it so only do it if you are working for the NHS and I do do honestly hope that that was the case you know that every person who got those cans did work for the NHS because I'd, I'd hate to think that somebody had just warped the system you know and just oh well yeah it's only me doing it so they won't notice because if, if you know even if 50 to 100 people thought that way that means there's potentially 50 to 100 people out there that are genuine that are missing out for no reason do you know what i mean so yeah it's i
1: think it's something, I hope people
0: have been honest with that
1: yeah i think it's something though that a lot of people aren't going to be able to get those and, and becky we're fortunate but if she didn't you know that, that's like probably our favorite you know, local brewery and mm. it's great. I mean, they came with a handwritten note. Really thanking you yeah. for everything they're doing. You know, it's it's not just this, you know, a big money making scheme and it's not a thing about just, you know, if if somebody's and no doubt they have, you know, taken the Mickey with it, but it's probably still uplifted a lot of people to know that they cared yeah. about, the thought about. Um so yeah. Just um just morale keeps people going, doesn't it?
0: yeah well this is it and you know and and there's a lot of coming on to another point is a lot of breweries have been kind of offering a, a discount for for online purchase you know buying direct from them and you know i've seen discounts of 25 percent up to 50 to percent, you know from a lot of a lot of breweries which again it's you know that's that's chewing into their their profit margin of what they'd be making you know in terms of you know a lot of breweries will attest for the fact that they don't make a lot on selling their beer you know you, you won't you won't no. open a brewery and get rich. Do you know what I mean? Unless you're <laughs> no. f- fortunate enough to to be, you know, the likes of Beaver Town or Magic Rock, where six to seven to eight months down the line, uh, years down the line, sorry, some big company will, will buy you out. But if you're staying independent and operating yourself, you won't make a lot of money from it. And, you know, even offering 25% of that money is a big deal. Well, but to be, be offering yeah. some, like say, some brew is 50%, you know, that's that might be going to be chewing into their profit margin. You know, that might, yeah, like you say, that might be then a loss to them. Again, it's just that generosity that's been shown amongst the community and to people that are, you know, are, are fighting for our safety is incredible. There's
1: loads of people, though, as well, that, that they're offering this. And then there's people and even, you know, from not just necessarily craft brew, but loads of places, and still saying, you know what, there's, there's, it's great when that's offered. There's other times mm. that f- thanks but no thanks we'll pay you know full price because you mm. also need this like you've said because my wife yeah. and me we're both working I'm fortunate enough to be working from home she's regrettably having to go you know into the, uh, St James's Hospital, but we're both earning, so we're we're yeah. in a situation where yeah we'll 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 pay that that's fine, thank you very much, which is where again we you know, we got the, the faith cans and then made sure we we bought, you know, enough to cover that in like say a lost profits because they're doing an amazing Same. thing. Just just you know, to support these these people supporting your local bottle shops, supporting your local breweries because we want them to be there when we're all out of it. Same with NHS. Yeah. As well as this great, great thanks for the people who struggle you know, when they're coming off the sixteen-hour shifts and stuff, that you know the supermarkets are empty, the bottle shops are closed, and you know to be able to get a couple of cans <laughs> when they're finished, um, it's just what they need.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's it. You know, in terms of just the whole spirit of everything, you know, and and I think that's that's one thing that'll, will change. You know, because you know everyone's saying they want things to go back to normal. I, you know, whatever you define as quote unquote normal. Mm i don't think that i don't think that's what we will we will go back to which obviously we touched upon earlier with obviously the, the the tap rooms and sort of the bars and pubs and spaces like that but again i think people will shop more locally than they did before you I know of they are now or you know buying direct from the source in terms of going direct to the brewery so again you know it's it's something that we'll, we'll have to see when we come out of it in terms of how you know people's habits change and you know, like you say, unfortunately, it's a horrible thing to say. But some breweries probably won't be there at the end of it, and it, you know, it'll yeah. be it'll, it'll be interesting to see who those breweries are. And you know, th- they're not all fortunate enough to have the financial backing mm-hmm. to to support the staff and the overheads throughout this time. You know, so we have just got to kind of play it by ear and see see where we end up. You know, into the, the, the lucky in essence that the government's defined you know alcohol and things like that as a an essential at the moment you know so they've, they've, they've know. got the benefit I I of if they, if they can <laughs> you know if 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 they, if they knock that on the head then they've, they've all had it you know what i mean so but we'll, um, yeah, but we'll I think see and then
1: it's you know not to to end on such you know a somber note but i think it is yeah. that it's just showing mm. a lot of the breweries are being creative they're being you know different yeah. ways of working different ways of going i'm sure they're online shops and things even places where you couldn't buy it online you now can Uh, you know that that's all exploding so you know it's keeping it alive and like i said there, i hope that a lot of them do survive and the ones that do survive will be stronger for it and, and possibly people train beers and breweries that they might not have done before so i think there's still positives to come out of it so yeah oh
0: yeah yeah definitely and the final thing that the other point that I wanted to mention, just one sort of person and account in particular that I wanted to mention directly is um Deja Brew London, um Jimmy on, on Instagram. He's um he's done a, a just giving page recently, peddling for heroes. So he's um he's massively into his cycling. Um there's not a at the minute there's definitely not but even outside of before he started this sort of um this money raising um, event that he was doing. There's not really a, a day or a week that goes by that I don't see him on his either on his bike or on his, um, you know, his <laughs> training bike. He's got at home set up as he has now, um, so he's he's set up this um, this sort of pledge that he wants to do that he wanted to raise at least two hundred fifty pounds by uh, by doing fifteen hundred miles or fifteen hundred kilometers wow. on his um, on his training training setup. Um, as of the point where I put the the document together for um for the podcast it actually raised 815 pounds wow which you know is you know that's just people giving from instagram the social media feeds that sort of thing and again it's that it's that charitable ethos and people again of you know, him doing it for a start, you know, because I'd, I'd, I'd sent him a message because I'd, I'd donated the other night and I'd said, you know, I'd rather it was him than me. Because, again, you know, he loves cycling, but still, <laughs> no, it's, it's some, you know, it's some going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's some going because he's not just doing it on um on like a, just like a, you know, an exercise mm-hmm. bike. He's got like an actual setup that's um like, you know, peloton things where it actually simulates actual cycle routes from yeah. UK and Europe. So he's actually doing cycle routes up mountains and things like that. So it's not like it's just a, a flat one that's just going at a constant speed. He's actually doing it as if he was actually physically cycling and, and actually there. So, you know, he's doing this at stupid o'clock some days as well. You know, I've seen him doing some cycles, you know, starting now and finishing near midnight and then drinking some beers in early hours of the morning. So he's, you know, I don't know if he's got a different sort of body clock to what, to what I super, have, but certainly mat, it's been...
1: Really. That's just <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's just been non-stop and again it's just that it's just that sort of ethic and that community spirit of people just willing to raise money for the nhs and people giving as well you know there's like say this is going to the nhs charities so it's going directly to the nhs again so it's just people's like you say not just breweries and sort of businesses but individuals, sort of ingenuity and creativity in terms of how they can do it you know we've seen the chap who's raised you know Twenty odd million just by doing hundred laps of his garden, you know. It's just again, it's the way that people have come together. It's it's incredible, you know. And and certainly, I'd like to see him get towards a sort of the thousand pound mark, you know, because he he, he didn't think he'd raise two hundred and fifty, you know, from talking to him. So to the fact that he's raised what he has is is blown away. But just to to kind of reinforce that, if we can, if people can kind of get to the thousand or thousand plus mark, I think he'll be he'll be ecstatic with that. And, yeah, no, you know, the fact that it's going to. The, you know the people that deserve it. You know the NHS that are, you know, working incredibly hard is is fantastic.
1: Well, make sure you um, you share the link and and I'll give him a a little donation. We've we've given a little bit to Captain Tom, so only right mm. to uh, to give a bit to him. But anybody who's doing this kind of thing, fantastic, all great to you. Some uh, I uh, I certainly couldn't do, but my, small amount of being able to make a donation then to a a little bit step forward.
0: Well, this is it. And, and you know, and regardless of the sort of the amount that people can or sort of can't afford to put forward, you know, it adds up. And, you know, even people giving five or ten pounds here and there, you know, it adds up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you know, equipment, wages, facilities, whatever it is, you know, for the NHS that, yes, by rights, we do pay for. But I, I personally don't think we pay enough oh, for it. No. You know, they what, they what we actually get back, you know, considering that we don't have to pay a penny for any medical treatment care beyond... Obviously, prescription. But you know, I'll, I'll happily pay nine pounds for my prescription because I don't pay for anything else. You know, what I mean, it's well, you know, it pales into insignificance with the things that I've personally had done. You know, but then people I know that have had done, you know, like my mum with the surgery she's had. Yeah. It's, to consider, we don't have to pay for that. Is is crazy? No, we
1: take it for granted. I know. I've I've probably had a bitch about paying for a prescription at some point, and then it's
0: just
1: mm. you put it into perspective, and it's just an amazing amazing gift and definitely out of the back of this, you know, the, these people yeah. who are, like we said before, risking their lives, the need, the need to pay rise. This whole situation yeah. needs, needs re-looking at. And without getting all mega, you know, political, I think the country's behind it. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Really, really great stuff. Definitely.
0: I mean. and Yeah. And, and I think it's kind of, it's brought everybody together, you know, in terms of people, it's brought people together in sort of villages, communities, streets, you know, it's, Everyone's kind of come together, you know, and a
1: bit of a war spirit.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I've, I've said this, you know, from the start is no one's kind of experienced anything of this sort of scale, if you, you know, if you, unless you go back to the sort of the war times, you know, and even then it kind of supersedes that in a way because yeah. even then they were on lockdown. You know, they could still go out and you know do what they needed to do, sort of thing. But the camaraderie that came about from that sort of wartime you know i think that's kind of what we're experiencing now and it's great you know it's just it's that's i think what again you don't want to go off the tangent but i think that's kind of what this country's lost is its community spirit a little bit and to kind of get that back is is really nice and it's really really warming in, you know in times that we're yeah. in. yeah oh, it's
1: a good good note to end
0: on yeah no definitely that's it it's a nice positive uh positive end shall we say so so yeah so if anybody does want to um donate to to jimmy's uh, just giving if you go to his page it's deja brew london on instagram um he's got a link in his in his bio um you follow that and then obviously you can just donate as you would do- normally from a from a just giving page so so if anybody can do that i'm sure he will appreciate it and likewise everyone that's um vouching for the nhs which i believe is everybody at the moment will, will appreciate it as well um but we'll um we'll end it there we'll uh we'll kind of wind up and um and put an end to this to this episode but uh but thank you for for joining craig it's been a been a pleasure like i say it's nice to have a chat given that we haven't seen each other since the brew day of, of, is that right has it been that
1: long oh god yeah yeah probably
0: yeah yeah so times. but it's just god it just seems like you know even last week since you know, a distant memory at the moment. <laughs> so but yeah, it's um but no, it's nice to nice to catch up with you and hopefully uh, if this lockdown eases sometime soon we'll be able to uh, share a drink or two at some point soon. But um for anyone who's listening who doesn't already follow you on Instagram, what's your um what's your Instagram handle? Where can people find you? Yeah,
1: if I've not completely bored you to death, um and you wanna see what things are, are about with me, um I'm Craig Westwood and my handle is Yorkshire Westworld.
0: Perfect. And I, I don't think you've, you've bored everybody. <laughs> you? You've probably got a, I think if anything, you've probably got a more slightly, uh, slightly interesting voice than me. You know, I, that's the, I think that's one of the one things that you worried me about when I'm doing a podcast is that I know I've not got the most exciting voice in the world. So I don't want it to be a piece of people listen to it on a <laughs> night time and put them to sleep. So, uh, so, but yeah, I think, uh, I think you'll, you think you've done a good job. No, but thank you for, for pulling up a, a microphone and having a chat. It's been good. Yeah so for me if anybody doesn't follow me uh my instagram is at points underscore of underscore brew and it's the same on twitter um thanks again for listening if you've got any questions comments or feedback or anything at all like that please send me uh, a direct message on either twitter or instagram or by all means feel free to send an email to brew at gmail.com um any sort of reviews on google podcasts itunes anything like that would be much appreciated um and if you want to be on the podcast if you know anybody who you'd like to hear the podcast or any ideas at all please send them over and um, i'll take any any feedback on board but until until next time thank you very much
1: thank you